the 141st Quack Cast. This one's called Moxibustion. There are many forms of traditional Chinese medicine, and many have the same underlying theory. They stimulate non-existent acupuncture points to alter the flow of non-existent qi. For each form of TCM, there are many variations on the theme. For example, there are at least a half a dozen styles of acupuncture and multiple forms of cupping, all of which are trying to move qi. That qi is an untamable beast, hard to corral into a proper gait, even by the best acupoint wrangler. There is, fortunately, yet another way, moxibustion, to alter that most intractable, mysterious life energy. So, moxibustion is the burning of mugwort over acupoints. What is mugwort? I resist the urge to make a Harry Potter pun about where muggles go to school. Uh, No, wait. I just did. Sorry. You know the old saying, yield to temptation, it may not pass your way again. Mugwort is a member of the daisy family. It's related to ragweed, and like ragweed, a common cause of hay fever. It was also used in food and used in beer before hops was discovered. Thank God they discovered hops. Why mugwort for moxibustion? I can't find a good reason, except the argument from antiquity. They've been doing it for thousands of years, so it must be good. How is moxibustion done? Of course, there are multiple styles. There is both direct and indirect moxibustion. In direct moxibustion, a small, cone-shaped amount of mugwort is placed upon an acupuncture point and burned. This direct moxibustion is further divided into scarring and non-scarring. With non-scarring moxibustion, the moxa is placed on an acupuncture point and burns until it blisters and scars. What we call in medicine a deep, partial thickness, second-degree burn. I've had them. They hurt. Don't do it. With non-scarring moxibustion, the burning moxa is removed before it burns the skin. How nice. Indirect moxibustion is a more popular form since it has a lower risk of pain or burning. Huh. That's a surprise. People want to avoid second-degree burns. With indirect moxibustion, a moxa cigar is held over the skin until the area turns red. Yet another form of indirect moxibustion uses both acupuncture needles and the moxa. The needle is inserted into an acupoint, then the needle is wrapped in moxa and lit. The needle heats up and so does the skin. I'm just wondering, I bet you it's just a matter of time before people start doing this with marijuana. Now that it's being legalized all over the country, I would think marijuana moxibustion would be a much more popular form of the disease, at least here. Disease? Most popular form of therapy, at least here in the Pacific Northwest. So there are many ways to try and alter chi. Exactly how a second-degree burn could be helpful for any process, much less mythical chi, mystifies me. What is moxibustion used for? Anything and everything. Except, I suppose, as a burn therapy. That would be throwing gas on a fire, as it were. 
Moxibustion is often used in conjunction with other key wrangling interventions such as cupping and acupuncture. It has been used without success for hypertension, pain, tennis elbow, and irritable bowel syndrome. All diseases with a similar underlying pathophysiology and cause. I suppose when all you have is a mugwort, everything is a moxibustion. No surprise the studies with positive results have been poorly done, prone to bias, and are from Asia where no traditional Chinese medicine study has ever come back negative. As one systematic review of moxibustion systematic reviews, yes, a systematic review of systematic reviews, noted, quote, in conclusion, this overview of SR suggests that moxibustion is effective for correcting breach presentation, whereas for other conditions, the evidence does not reach a firm conclusion because of several limitations. All SRs are, however, based on studies with a high risk of bias. Therefore, considerable uncertainty remains about the therapeutic value of moxibustion. End of quote. They, of course, suggest, as they always do, that higher quality studies need to be done to determine if moxibustion is actually effective. I would tend to think not. Negative studies never, ever dissuade proponents. Given the prior plausibility that burning mugwort on or near the skin would have any effect on any disease is somewhere on the order of not. I would not waste the money. But there is a defining characteristic of scams. Its proponents develop resistance to disconfirming facts faster than gonorrhea to antibiotics. The big claim to fame of moxibustion is reversal of breach positioning. That's when the baby is going to come out foot first. And this was from a JAMA article, Moxibustion for Correction of Breach Presentation. Quote, Since ancient times, Chinese medicine has proposed moxibustion of acupoint BL67 to promote version of fetuses in breach presentation. Moxibustion is a traditional Chinese method that uses the heat generated by burning herbal preparations containing mugwort to stimulate acupuncture points. The acupoint BL67 is beside the outer corner of the fifth toenail? This was a non-blinded, small, non-placebo trial in China, and it appeared to be effective. To me, it would be nuts to think that burning mugwort at the fifth toenail would do anything to cause the baby to shift position in the uterus, except as an attempt to get away from the practitioner. I would think that any positive results would be likely to be due to noise and bad study design and not be reproducible. And in fact, it wasn't reproducible. They repeated the study in Italy, and what a surprise, moxibustion did nothing to breach positioning. A Cochrane review concluded, quote, Moxibustion was not found to reduce the number of non-cephalic presentations at birth compared to no treatment. Big surprise. Does moxibustion have complications? Of course. Burns. Those are the most frequently reported complication. However, given that some forms of the technique try to cause second-degree burns, I suppose that burns are not technically a bug, but a feature. 
But there was a review of complications of moxibustion, and they found a hodgepodge of side effects, including allergic reactions, burns, infections, hepatitis C, and a variety of local and systemic problems, including, quote, tenderness and pressure in the epigastric region in one or more hypochondriac regions, unpleasant odor with or without nausea or throat problems, abdominal pain, premature birth, premature rupture of membranes, and bleeding due to excess pressure on the anterior placenta were reported in pregnant women. Like all alternative therapies, when evaluated, they don't work, but they do cause complications. In summary, moxibustion is yet another traditional Chinese medicine modality with no utility for the treatment of any illness and has known complications of its use. Given how ludicrous its underlying mechanism is, I could see no reason to waste further money on either clinical trials or using it for any underlying medical problem, including breach presentation. And that ends the 141st QuackCast. Go to edgydoc.com for links to my growing multimedia empire. And finally, a thanks to the QED team in England. Michael Marshall, Rick Owen, Nicola Throp, Jeff Whelan, Andy Wilson, and Mike Hall, and all the others at QED who put on one hell of a fun conference in Manchester a couple weeks ago and made a trip to England even better. And that ends this podcast. See you next time. Bye.